0: Oh my God. Did I just say that out loud? What is wrong with me? I swear. I live in a zoo. What did I do to deserve this? (laughs) And I thought to myself, seriously, this can't be happening. Oh my God. This is my life. And this is Life Unscripted with Amy K. Clark. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Life Unscripted with Amy K. Clark. I am your host, Amy K. Clark. (laughs) So, today, excuse me. (laughs) So, today, I am actually tonight, I am welcoming someone special to the studio once again. Um, this guy, I've known him for a very, very long time. Um, he is an amazing artist. He's super funny. Mm. He's not so bad to look at. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, he does talk a lot in his sleep. <laughs> um, many times he talks to people in the room that are not actually in the room in his sleep. Happens. It's true. Um he is a fabulous dad and even better husband. Everyone, please welcome to the show my amazing husband, Alex Michael Clark. Woo! Woo! I should insert like cheering you sounds. You definitely there. To have some like claps. I totally should yeah. add that to my list of you things to do. Sound effects. Sound effects.
1: Should get those. Yeah,
0: I should. So welcome. <gasps> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, so great. for making the journey.
1: Oh it was um, it's cold dog, outside. Dog
0: toy is gonna need to not be in the studio. We should really get rid of Did that you hear dog the, toy the squeaking. Starting off on a bang right there. <laughs> squeak, um, squeak. Yeah, we're joined in the studio by Ollie, who's got a toy, so yeah. Hopefully he'll keep it under control, otherwise I'm gonna take it away. So um yeah, as I said in the intro, you're overall amazing. Wow apparently, is what I just said.
1: You're really talking me up a lot.
0: I I really kind of was. Yeah, that's and kind of scary. It, it really kind of is. This
1: is going to be a letdown you on a grand scale. Oh, yeah. well, that's okay.
0: Um, so yeah, you, yeah, you're an artist.
1: I am an artist. That is what you do. I, it is what I do. Many it's, different types of art.
0: It's like your official, you actually went to school for what you do. Yes. Which I feel like doesn't happen. Often. No. At least in my experience. No. <laughs> yeah. You went to art school too? I oh did. My God. I know. It's almost like we met there. Um so oh, I totally forgot yeah am going to He's like eyeing this right now. Um, as is thank you. Do you have a speech to make, sir?
1: Yes. No, kiss. At um, a wedding.
0: No. Kiss the no, bride. Too far away. Kiss the bride. Okay. Um, as is customary on a life unscripted podcast yeah. we have our mystery shot here in front of us so i'm uh, don't be scared it's fine I'm scared. i've never killed anyone yet oh my god i'm so scared you're good apparently the dog would like a mystery shot as well i don't know He's you want a shot baby um so yeah let's let's get this out of the way okay. and then we can dig okay. into some in-depth conversation should i smell it first i mean sure <laughs> give it a give it a whiff it what do you It smells like alcohol what kind, of, what kind of notes do you detect from this?
1: Rubbing alcohol. It is not rubbing alcohol.
0: <laughs> I'm not, like, setting out to kill you. Oh, okay. That's good. Or to get crazy. So. All right. Uh, cheers. Oh,
1: Lord. Oh,
0: that was quite Ooh. the clink. All right. Down the hatch. <laughs> he made quite the face. Yeah. That yeah. was a little harsh. Oh. That was a little harsher. I can feel it burning. Bur- oh, it's burning. It's burning a lot. Um got any guesses uh, as to what was in there other than rubbing alcohol?
1: Rubbing alcohol with a sh- with a hint of lime.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was rubbing uh, alcohol with a hint of lime. Yes.
1: You can drink it. You, you can, can clean your
0: floors with it. You can clean wounds with it. You can disinfect your pierced earlobes. Yeah. It's magical.
1: It has so many uses.
0: It was actually pineapple rum. Pineapple rum. With some Caribbean rum, whatever that is, left over from a party, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, and a little is it bit of all rum. Caribbean rum. I don't know. I was I really so. confused by the by the labeling of Caribbean rum.
1: As opposed to the other bottle that just said rum. Rum.
0: Yeah, that bottle I'm not touching because um, that bottle is a little sketchy. It's this like giant bottle of rum <laughs> in a plastic bottle. Not what we would have bought. I I think someone brought it from the Halloween party to mm. put in the yeah, machine. Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, if you're listening and you brought the rum
0: We loved it. Sorry, it was, it was so great,
1: but we drank it all real fast. Cheap
0: it was some rum. cheap ass rum. Yeah, it was sorry. like it was like the equivalent of the ah, vodka I used to yeah. carry around at like um yes. parties in college. Like, and I would carry around like a half gallon bottle of plastic vodka for like four ninety five.
1: Yeah. And drink and, it all.
0: And drink all of it in one night. That's like alcohol chasers. poisoning. I that's why I don't drink vodka anymore. That's
1: why I don't drink rum anymore.
0: Well you just did, babe. Excuse Should I me. look out? <laughs>
1: I will be right back.
0: <laughs> it was pineapple rum and Caribbean rum. That's different. Well, it's like
1: that we talked about it at work the other day. There are certain drinks that you drink in life, and then after the night goes...
0: Sour. ...awry, mm-hmm.
1: you don't drink that type of alcohol anymore.
0: That's true, but I do feel like there is a statute of limitations on that. Oh. Because I, as I said, used to carry around a jug of vodka with me at parties, and... For the longest time, I could not go near vodka. Mm-mm. And, but I can now, but not cheap-ass vodka.
1: No. Like,
0: if, it's a, like if it's a good vodka, I can drink. Right. You know, I'll drink, like, a vodka martini. Yeah. Um, I could drink a screwdriver. not a huge fan, but I could. Ugh. Um,
1: You're like your dad.
0: I, my dad does does like a screwdriver on the beach. He does. Every morning. Um, I err on the side with my mom and go with the tequila sunrise instead. Oh. I discovered when we were in Mexico, in Cabo this past time, that I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually quite enjoying the tequila lately. You
1: are. Like a good tequila. Yeah.
0: Like, I've been a whiskey person. Like, I will just drink whiskey straight. Whiskey's my jam. Um, yeah, it is. But in Mexico, I felt like it was weird to drink whiskey all the time. I don't know why. I just felt well, like in Mexico, you need to drink tequila.
1: Agreed. Plus, when they come around and ask you what you like to drink at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
0: like 10 in the morning, you can't say, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a double jack. Yeah.
1: Can I get like, some bourbon? That's,
0: yeah, right. That looks a little strange. No. So it's much more socially acceptable to say I would like a tequila sunrise because sure. it's got your orange juice in it.
1: Sunrise.
0: Yeah, it's it's meant for the morning. Right.
1: Orange juice. Yeah,
0: right. totally acceptable. Fruity,
1: fruity cocktails.
0: Exactly. Um, I could really go
1: for a Bloody Mary in the morning. I quickly
0: realized that I didn't want to drink all that syrupy stuff. So because we were on <laughs> we were on the band as we called it, which. Um, which basically meant it was all-inclusive. And the way this resort works, it's all-inclusive for everything. Like, top shelf, it's everything. all included. And so what I started doing was just asking for tequila on yeah. the rocks. Like, I would like a shot of tequila on the rocks.
1: And a Diet Coke.
0: And, yeah, and a Diet Coke on the side. Like, not mixed together. But just so that I could drink the Diet Coke. <laughs> not and a tequila was, Diet Coke? Ew. <laughs> ugh, <laughs> sipping. I would sip on the tequila. Yeah. Um and I kept trying all these different tequilas, and if I didn't like it, I just didn't drink it because I wasn't paying for it yeah, anyway. Right. And I found um that the Don Julio, what was it? Don Julio Seventy two something like that. Was so good. And I was like, I could totally do this. Yeah. So we got home. What's the
1: best tequila? Well,
0: in your family's Classe Class Azul, Class Azul, Azul is my mom's favorite, which mm. it is good. But I think I liked the Don Julio one better. But we got home and looked (laughs) it up online, so I was like, I could totally get some And she's like,
1: why don't we go buy a bottle of Don Julio 72? The
0: bottle of it was like $300 or something. Like, something ridiculous. I I, was shocked. I easily drank two bottles while I was there. Yeah. And we were not paying that much for this all-inclusive, so they were losing a lot of money on Amy. All
1: right, so I'm Googling it. There's a Don Julio 1942. Yes,
0: I did like that one, too. And a
1: Don Julio 70.
0: I liked them both. Yes. They were both delicious. But I'm looking at expensive. Don
1: Julio 70. Here's a little thing. It's like 70 bucks well, I mean, for a bottle of Don Julio 70. I've spent
0: that much on whiskey, so.
1: Stranahan's. Yeah, on
0: Stranahan's. Stranahan's. Yeah.
1: We need to inform the people about Stranahan's.
0: We do. We but, found it in Denver. But, wait, no, 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 but that'll, be on no. Our, that'll be on our vacations. I to we, we can't talk about that. Yeah. We should, we should do an episode. We'll do an episode about our vacations because okay. we take a lot of vacations and have very interesting stories that happen on all of our vacations. Yes, that could be made into movies.
1: That's not now. That's this is about me.
0: Oh, Mr. Attention whore over there needs me to. This redirect.
1: is about moi.
0: It is about you. It yeah. is. We digressed.
1: We did. We so do we that.
0: Did, yeah. <laughs> we I do feel that like a lot. all I say on this podcast is, "I'm sorry." I I'm digress. sorry. Like, let's, we're off let us let's get back to yeah. topic here. Um, but then again, it is called Life Unscripted. Like, this the, is very unscripted. These podcasts are completely unscripted. I may have an idea of what we're going to talk about, mm. and then I do have my 10 questions. And but the, other I was than that...
1: Say, we might you, touch upon yeah, it for, like, 15 it's, minutes. Yeah.
0: It's just going wherever it goes. Yeah. Um, so, back to what we were saying. You are an artist.
1: I am an artist. Uh, okay. By day... By day.
0: By day... Yeah. You are a, uh, a art director. <laughs>
1: uh, what's the title will, of my husband? Yes, art director. I'm an art director. Correct. That yes. is your official title. I'm an art, an art director. I direct the art. You
0: direct the art for the website for a major retailer of candles, soaps, and lotions.
1: The purveyor <laughs> of body care, soaps, and lotions. Yes. Yes. I am an art Based director. In Columbus, Ohio. Yes. I <laughs> manage this company's website. Mm-hmm. Um, I have roughly five to seven graphic designers who report to me and I co-art direct the photography for the website and all the, yeah, everything they're in.
0: Everything they're in. Yes. That was a very fancy term.
1: Well, I'm very fancy.
0: Everything they're in. Um, okay. So that's what you do by day. Yeah. And then by night you fight crime.
1: I sit on my butt and watch TV on Netflix and Hulu. No. No.
0: He would like to say that, but he really doesn't. No. And if he does, he usually has his laptop in his lap, and is working oh, on a project. Maybe. Um. I have a lot of things. Eventually, on. by the end of the night, by like ten o'clock, mm-hmm. we put away our respective projects. Yes, and I can put my on the laptop
1: away, and Amy puts her phone down.
0: Uh, sometimes it's my phone, and then she
1: picks her phone back up, <laughs> and then continues to not pay attention.
0: This is true, but I, as a woman, can multitask, so I I can typically scroll the Facebook or the Insta Uh and pay attention to the way in-depth television we watch. Hey. I'm just saying. Watch it. They don't require (laughs) that much attention. That's true. We're not, like, watching the West Wing or... I don't even know. That's
1: true. If you watch an Aaron Sorkin show, you definitely... Like, like very in-depth stuff.
0: We're, We're really not. No. Um... Okay, so but by night, so by what night. are you doing between the hours of eight
1: and ten? Um, usually, I'm drawing. Mm-hmm. Mm, drawing things for comic books, children's books, um, covers. I'll do covers for comics. Mm-hmm. I will do commissioned sketches. Like people will contact me and ask me to create drawings for them or their
0: kids. Which are amazing, I will say. Oh, you're so. So if you're looking for a unique gift for not um, Christmas, not well, not Christmas, but like for it's a birthday or an anniversary yeah. or you know, just like the special gift, um, they're yeah. great. I've like done you caricatures, send him a and he yeah. can like draw. Yeah,
1: That's cool. I've done a lot of caricatures mm-hmm. of people's kids or people's parents. Um, yeah, so I do a lot of drawing. We're actually sitting in what used to be at one point in time. My drawing studio.
0: <laughs> I, it is still your drawing studio. It's still, we are still at your drawing desk. I am currently looking at all of your drawing utensils in That's the Shelby That's true. I'm looking That's at true. about 30 pop vinyls sitting over there and an entire bin over here of yeah, action figures and memorabilia. Uh, yeah, I'm a big kid. It just so happens that my computers are sitting on the desk right now and we are in front of microphones. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm temporarily renting the space yes. until we can figure out how to make this all we're right. gonna
1: we're gonna figure out a situation because uh, yes He wants
0: to kick me out of this room is what the, he's saying. No
1: it was my kind of man cave, but the problem is I haven't turned it into a man cave yet. And this was the best room to record audio in for your podcast. Which still isn't
0: great. I need some soundproofing on the walls, but
1: we're gonna make some soundproofing,
0: I gotta finally. I gotta figure out who's gonna keep this room.
1: Right. Because yeah, I was going to decorate it in posters, comic art, and shelves full of action figures.
0: Which is fine. Can I throw some, you know, Barbies and no yes. doubt posters in there yes. too? Yes. Yes. And a but little bit of Harley n- Quinn.
1: N- now we've been told that apparently we need supernatural to... supernatural
0: characters? <laughs> you can't shush me. It's my podcast. I can talk all I want. Yes. Well, apparently
1: we now need to cover the walls in soundproofing material for her um, podcast. Maybe. In my drawing room.
0: <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Moving on. Yeah, we're not
1: bitter or anything no. like that. Um, so what do you want to know?
0: So, okay, so you mentioned comic books. You yeah. mentioned books. You mentioned children's books. Yes. How, what are we talking about? How many, how many comics do we have out there and where, where can they be found? What are they about? How did you get involved in it? Okay. What's going on?
1: Um, currently, I have... Out there for purchase.
0: Yeah, like current purchase. Current purchase.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got one full page, like one full comic book. Okay. Um, that's A standalone out there. comic. A standalone comic book. book that was called con- Ophelia's Revenge.
0: Okay. What is it about?
1: Um, well, first of all, it's called Ophelia's Revenge. It's from a small independent comic publisher out of Baltimore called Red Stylo Media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is... It's based upon Shakespeare. So, first of all, I'll just... Yeah, right. So, I'll just put this out there. I'm
0: sorry, I fell asleep because you said Shakespeare. I know.
1: So, I know absolutely jack squat about Shakespeare. Me Know nothing about it, don't care about it. Um, Ophelia is apparently a character from Shakespeare, and the writer of this comic book decided to turn this Ophelia character into a kind of um, swamp monster who seeks revenge... At a renaissance fair. Sure. Right. So that's what the comic is about, is that there's a... I know the dogs are being really annoying. Um, She's kind of a demon person who is summoned by a... uh,
0: so he what doesn't looking
1: for. Story. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 she, no. She's been slighted by her boyfriend, and mm-hmm. she wants to seek revenge. And so her friend gives her the ability to call forth this demon. And this demon turns out to be Ophelia. And then the uh, Ophelia demon comes out of the swamp and then decides, instead of going after her boyfriend, who was shitty to her, to just literally take it upon the entire Renaissance fair and kill them all.
0: Okay. right. she just kills everyone.
1: She pretty much kills everyone, and it's really gruesome, and it was kind of fun to draw because I've always drawn silly things, Mm -hmm. cartoony stuff. I grew up on a lot of animation and cartoons, so I've always drawn, like, goofy things. Yes. It was really strange to draw someone having their eyeball ripped out, or someone having a jousting lance shoved up their ass through their uh, mouth. Um, So that was really kind of fun. A little disturbing to draw something that weird. Um, I can imagine had to look up a lot of weird things. i never even been to a Renaissance fair, and yet here I am drawing a Renaissance yeah, fair. Yeah, so
0: that that was kind of a funny little turn of events. Yeah. So you get you get the script. I get the
1: script. They what? Um, the editor Enrica, and the writer James. We've worked together before on other things, which we'll talk about. But they contacted me and said we'd really love you to do this one shot comic book. And I said cool. And they said it's Shakespeare inspired. I rolled my eyes. And then they said, and it takes place at the Renaissance Fair. And I went, hmm. Um, never been to a Renaissance Fair.
0: No fair, but we have been to a lot of other things that you could draw inspiration from. Yeah. So, like back home, there's this uh, thing called the Feast of the Hunter's Moon. Oh, the Feast of the Hunter's in Moon, New County. So it's like yeah, the the time frame of right. The, uh, I would say like there's Indians. I would say like
1: early eighteen hundreds maybe. Yeah, like pioneers and Indians, but not yes. only
0: pioneers. I'm not really but, sure what exactly. But they, they tried
1: were. to they tried to emulate what it was like in Tippecanoe County in Indiana. Because well, there was at a big the Battle
0: of Tippecanoe was like right. a big battle. It was a big battle. So anyway, we've been to those before where sure. there's you know there's tents set up and we've you go. We've been to from, things around here yeah, too. We've yeah, we've been to, you know, plenty different types of festivals. Right. So a lot, of, a lot of
1: curvy women in bustiers.
0: Exactly. That's right. kind of the standard. Beer. Because it's an excuse to let your nerdy, boobs hang out. Let your boobs
1: hang out. Nerdy men. Yeah. Nerdy middle-aged overweight men. Exactly. Dressing up like Robin Hood and yeah. crap like that. Turkey yeah.
0: legs. Turkey legs. Beer. Beer. And mead. Yeah, probably inadvertently fried things because we're Americans. And right. We like still have to fry things. We like fried stuff uh probably not like deep fried cheerio cheerios no. that would be weird deep fried deep cheerios, fried cheerios. <laughs> it's like we little, just came up with a new thing bowl of cereal yeah. but it's just deep mm, fried cheerios i meant great. to say oreos but yeah, i said cheerios I, okay um probably not those yeah. but, a Renaissance Fair, but yeah. we had never been to one right. so you're basically do you have a hot date or something you keep checking i keep moving it because i keep It keeps beeping.
1: Oh, I thought you were checking
0: the time. I thought you were, Um, you know, had something better to do. I'm
1: with the hottest date.
0: Aw, aren't you the sweetest? Yeah, I am. Um, Anyway, so how did you go about drawing that since you've never been to a Renaissance Fair? Well, Google is your friend. Google
1: is the best thing ever because you can literally type in like Renaissance Fair and look up buildings and people's costumes and all kinds of things from events and things like that Mm -hmm. because with with a comic you you know the writer gives you the words yes and they will say on this page or this panel do a wide shot of the renaissance fair
0: okay so the writer yeah is kind of like the director yes and you are like the dp the yes. director of photography.
1: I'm bringing so, everything to life. So Okay.
0: So they're kind of telling you what they want it to be. Yes. And then you have to facilitate that right. and make it actually real.
1: Right. One of the things that I tell people about story about comic books is you're really kind of storyboarding a film. Okay. So and I've done storyboards before for commercials at one of my other jobs. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is they'll say on this page we are here and you need to have these people talking Mm -hmm. so in like say a very popular superhero thing it's like oh this person punches that person great cool when you have three pages of these two people dressed in renaissance clothes are arguing Mm -hmm. and they're in a renaissance fair okay there's really not
0: a whole lot to go from there's really not much to
1: go on come up with it on your own right so you have to start to thinking about okay if i have Two people talking for two or three pages, you need to come up with different angles, different vantage points, um, behind the shoulder, uh, side profile view. Like you have to come up with different things to keep it interesting. And every time you draw these people talking, you need to figure out what's in the background. Where are they? Are they next to a bunch of tents with people selling wares? Mm -hmm. Are they next to a fake castle in the background? Um, is there, like, a kid walking by holding a turkey leg? Mm-hmm. Is there a woman who is so drunk that she's pouring mead down her tits? Like, you know, like, yeah. what? how do you come up with these things?
0: That's, that's interesting because I don't know that I've ever actually thought about that. I feel like I'm like, oh, well, you know, these two people are having a conversation. So they're just having a conversation. And there's not – I I guess I didn't think about the fact that you have to show – different angles and different pieces of it to make it all fit together and make sense because you're not just turning the camera to a different direction like you're drawing every single thing from scratch right from a white piece of paper
1: exactly so what I did a lot of times was I would literally look up just renaissance fair um, shots so people could kind of see what a renaissance fair looked like, and then kind of say, okay, this, this is the type of building that could be in the background. Okay. Or this is the kind of tent or whatever. So, gotcha. Um, so sometimes comic writers are very specific. They'll say, do this, put this person there in this type of pose. Sometimes comic writers are just like, I wrote these words, here's a generic like term, mm-hmm. go to town, have at it. Okay. So, that was so it the- just kind
0: of depends on your individual writer.
1: Exactly. Um, and some of the other things I've done... So, so far the only comic work I've done is with this um, uh, independent comic publisher called Red Stylo. Mm-hmm. because I met the editor, Enrica, at a comic convention in the Pickerington, Ohio, library. And she was really cool, and they've done a lot of really interesting work.
0: Uh, it's, it's independent. She's also a great woman. Oh I love gosh. her.
1: She's actually really cool, and I think we're going to be getting... Dinner with her next week if possible. Because her family's from here. Um they do a lot of interesting things from uh interesting takes on Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. or Frankenstein. Or so
0: you did the Twenty Seven Club.
1: The Twenty Seven Club was an anthology.
0: Okay, so that was so an anthology would be like a group of that she took like stories yes. from a bunch of different people, put them together into one big book to one sell them book. as one big
1: yes. book together. Twenty seven club was a book. That was created, but it was inspired by bands and artists who all died at 27, which was which really strange.
0: is a really odd phenomenon. Yeah, you know, when you think
1: about, it, so Kurt Cobain died at 27, uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix died at 27.
0: Wasn't James Dean 27?
1: Mm, I think somebody wasn't really an artist, so I know. I'm count. just saying,
0: was it, like what um, is with the 27? What was
1: uh, Amy Winehouse? Uh huh. 27. So there's all these musicians who died or. themselves Uh um, at 27 so what happened is she said let's make an anthology so an anthology is stories that are eight pages long okay so she had multiple writers multiple artists and it's really a thick book it's like 112 pages 144 pages whatever and so it's a a very girthy book it's actually a really beautiful book because we did a kickstarter for it Um, she put together this myriad of artists and writers to make this book. And so that was my first foray into them was Mm -hmm. I drew a story that was based upon one of the members of a band from like a punk band from the eighties. I can't remember the name of it. This is terrible. Um, Who died at 27. So again, you had another musician who died at 27 and the writer did not write the story about the band. Uh It was based upon a lyric. So they took a song by this band, and then he made a story from that, and that's what I illustrated. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with the latest one that just came out, literally recently, was called um, "Twisted." Mm-hmm. It's called "Twisted," a Vegas, like a twisted Vegas and anth- wait, hold on, <laughs> I'm wrong. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. It's called "The Strip," "The Strip," a twisted Vegas anthology. Okay. And so what they did was they came up with this idea of what if we had all of these weird stories from Vegas. Okay. Like, what if Las Vegas in the future was a post-apocalyptic um, environment, mm-hmm. or what if in Vegas there was some kind of a prize fight, or what if in Vegas? So it was. It's inspired by Vegas, yeah. And so what she always wants to do, because technically, because she's an independent publisher, she can't actually have like Las Vegas mm-hmm. or the names of these like the Um, Vegas sign, like the Right, you can't have any of that. So she has writers who come up with stories inspired by Vegas. So I illustrated the main story Mm -hmm. that kind of intertwined through this entire anthology around what if Vegas, there was actually a tour group who visited Las Vegas in the year like 2200 or something like that. And they completely misunderstood what Vegas was all about. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my story that I illustrated. It was actually a really fun thing because you're trying to illustrate what Las Vegas would look like to a bunch of people who were treating it like the Incan temples mm-hmm. or Chichen Itza. Or yeah, something like that.
0: they thought they were somewhere else. They didn't understand what Vegas was. They had Vegas no was.
1: idea. Okay. So they were archaeologists who were yeah. going through Las Vegas and finding you know, dice mm-hmm. and finding casino machines and misinterpreting yeah. what it was because it was literally a thousand years in the future. So
0: What's interesting about this is I I haven't read this at all, nor have I even no, read it. No, she hasn't. So that I really don't know. Like, what he's saying is legit all new to me. <laughs> he's handing it to me right now. Like, here you go. You should yeah, read here this you go. tonight. Um,
1: and I also got to illustrate the cover, which was really cool because they wanted to feel like, what would... Las Vegas looked like a thousand years in the future? What if Las Vegas had aliens visit it? You mm-hmm. know? So, it was, it's strange, but it's a lot of fun because every time I've gotten some kind of a script from this independent publisher Red Stylo, I'm always very like, oh, okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'll, it's not like, illustrate someone driving down the street. Yeah. Or illustrate a superhero flying through the air. It's, it's always, always s- some
0: odd twisted concept.
1: Always something completely off.
0: So yeah. so as I'm flipping through this, number one, it is called The Strip. Yeah. Twisted Tales of the Vegas That Was or Could Be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Edited by James McKee.
1: James McKee. He's a great kind
0: um, Red Style Media presents. Um, but as... And the, the cover is phenomenal. If I do i do say so oh you're so sweet thank you so much but so as i'm flipping through this book and i mean it's it's again a substantial size book i would it looks like about 90 pages or so yeah
1: 96 is pretty much standard for a Um, graphic novel
0: yeah so the interesting thing is that as you flip through you can definitely see a different style happening in each one of these stories yes it's it's very evident that they were illustrated by a different artist. Right. I mean, the this one kind of looks like um, Daria from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like it has a very yeah. like Daria esque feel to it. And then the very next one feels very like superhero esque, right. and the next one feels very dark. And you know, like there's definitely a different feel to it, which I think is really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I realize this is probably a thing that people do. Yes, you know, in these anthologies. Yeah. But for someone who's not in that world, I'm not a comic book person. Um, I love me some Harley Quinn, but that's about it. Yeah, Um, and I don't read Harley Quinn comics. I just think she's amazing. Um, so to flip through this, like this is, this is so different than what I would expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very
1: different and interesting. Um,
0: I'm sure I'm holding it the wrong way right now. No, no, because I'm probably it's a book. It's a book.
1: No, I've watched her hold actual Thanks. comics before, and I'm terrified <laughs> what she does, because she
0: crinkles
1: the spine.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I treat it like a People magazine. Yeah. Is it not a People magazine? Um, okay, so we've done several anthologies with Red Stylo. Yeah. Which is totally cool. Sure. Um, and then you have done some children's books. Yes. Yeah. Um, three, I think? Have we done three? Two? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Two or Three. Definitely
1: two. I think I'm working on I the third maybe the one third right one now. Is the, the third one we're working on. Um, so, that was another. I would just say some people go through a very specific way of becoming illustrators, and I have not. So, again, I do this at nighttime and on weekends. It's a, and it's like a that. side
0: gig. It's, it's a
1: side gig. Um, it's my side hustle, if you will. Mm-hmm. But some people become children's book illustrators by going to book fairs. They go to weekend events. Mm -hmm. They go to publishing expos. They go to all these things and they meet up with editors and everything Mm -hmm.
0: else. You became a children's book illustrator by having a child with a speech disorder. I did. (laughs) That's exactly
1: how it happened. So um, we got involved with a really amazing organization out of Pittsburgh called Kasana. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they uh, work with kids who have speech disorders specifically childhood apraxia of speech. Exactly. Which is what our son had. He didn't actually talk until he was three and a half. Mm-hmm. So he had to have speech therapy and all kinds of stuff. So my wife became very involved with this organization. Your wife. My wife.
0: <laughs> that would be me. Amy.
1: Became very involved with this organization. And she went to, what was it their, one of their conferences?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I went to several. I went to one in Pittsburgh. I went to one in Chicago. Chicago? Yeah. We both went to the one in uh, San Diego. Um, yep. Basically, they have these big conferences, a convention, right. convention, basically, yeah. um, where you go and there's you know trade shows, but there's mm-hmm. also all these lectures the and speakers. you meet other people and you learn yeah. all this stuff and. Um, because I had become good friends with the founders of yes. the convention mm-hmm. um, and of Kasana, Kasana, I ended up being introduced to a lot of different yeah. people. Speech pathologists. Um, yeah. And right. so one of the speech pathologists that worked really closely mm-hmm. um, with Kasana was David Hammer. Yes. and
1: a, such a great guy. We
0: we ended up um, hanging out with him over yeah. dinner or something. Yeah, it was like dinner at, and drinks. Yeah. Sure. Um, when we had gone to San Diego and he kind of... Well... I guess... Back it up. Okay. Back it up. Back it up. Okay,
1: back it up. Back up the train. Yep. Go ahead. So, Amy went to this uh, conference convention, whatever, in Chicago. And she got to meet the the board members, Mm -hmm. the son, everything else. And they were talking about, we really wanted to make this children's book. And... somehow came with the conversation that he was like mm, they were help.
0: looking for an illustrator. Yeah, they so, couldn't find one. Yeah, so Susan or
1: or one fell through had, and they couldn't find yeah. one and they were having problems and... she had
0: she had a book that she had written yeah. about cuz her son had apraxia and worked right. with with, 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 with David. David, yeah, as his speech pathologist. Right. And so she had written a book and was saying that she really wanted to publish this book and thought it would do great for other parents and other kids, um, but needed an illustrator. And yes. I said, "Well, my husband's an illustrator,
1: and I said, "Oh, really?"
0: And so he actually worked with her. Yeah. To I kind of forgot that part, and I jumped to the second. You
1: book. jumped to the second.
0: Um. Book. Yeah. So worked with her, created this whole character of, yeah. uh, and it was what was the book? It was Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer. Yes. Yeah.
1: So they took Dave, who was the speech pathologist, and actually turned him into a superhero, mm-hmm. and they turned her son, Sean, into his sidekick. Super Sean. Super Sean. <laughs> so they actually wrote this cute little story about Captain Hammer and Super Sean. And so I actually illustrated the children's book mm-hmm. and they were really excited about it. It was my first children's book ever, but it was cool because it was for a small little, you know, organization in Pittsburgh. It and, was
0: being independently published. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was...
1: They sold it through their website yeah. and everything else. So again, I've not gone down the typical route of children's book illustrator. Um no. so they did that and they thought it was really cool. So we went to So then we were so at the other
0: convention.
1: We went to one in San Diego. They had invited us and said it'd be really cool and we said, oh that'd be great and there was speakers and all kinds of stuff.
0: And Alex and and um Dave, Dave were there yeah.
1: so signing Cap- books. Captain Hammer <laughs> was actually there and we were autographing books and we thought it was really fun yeah, and really cool. Awesome. And they were selling the books it was great. Um, and then he pulled me aside and said you know what I wrote a children's book or an idea for a children's book years ago Mm -hmm. and I had an illustrator all lined up and it was a whole done deal and the illustrator just dropped off the face of the earth and he said I really love your style and I love what you've done with Captain Hammer and I'd love for you to do my children's book and so we self-published another children's book called Your Time Will Come Mm -hmm. and it was cute because it was all about him his son had a son and just about growing up and he had issues and challenges. just like
0: baseball related. It was
1: baseball related Mm -hmm. because his son was into baseball but just like everyone else we all have challenges and everything else with our kids and so he wrote this uplifting motivational story and so we...
0: It was adorable. It was really
1: cute. We self-published it which was not what I would say is the best way to go but it was... But it got it out there. It got it out there. We... I think we... Published and sold a couple thousand copies. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we went and did, yeah. like, book tours at schools here. Yeah,
1: yeah that was Which really was cool. totally
0: cool. I mean, I, I went as the assistant. You did. My beautiful um, assistant. Yeah, the assistant. Yeah. But we went to, like, several, like, ten local schools. I don't know. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. And we sold the book. Yeah, we we'll talked about the illustration. The books and he taught, you know, showed them how he draws mm-hmm. and yeah. taught all about drawing and book publishing and you know on a, on a kid level
1: sure 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 And it
0: was so cute because we would walk into these schools and these kids would like want their pictures and oh, want autographs gosh. I mean there were kids waiting in line for like 20 minutes to get an autograph yeah from Mr. Clark
1: if you ever want to feel like a rock star <laughs> go do something where you have the entire elementary school exactly doing a What's the word? An
0: assembly. An
1: assembly yeah. for something you've created. Yeah. I had to fill up 45 minutes to an hour of time with these kids. And so you couldn't just talk about illustration. You couldn't just you know talk about your book. Uh, we had to do a couple other different things, everything from mm-hmm. showing them. Um, because I've worked in retail for a long time doing retail product design, I showed them skateboards I illustrated. Yeah. I showed them notebooks. I showed them T-shirts because any – any Pokemon or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt they're wearing or yeah. is on their um, lunchbox
0: exactly. had to be drawn
1: or illustrated by someone. I so. think the
0: best thing and like the the thing that got the biggest reaction was when you would ask a kid in the audience to give you like a number, and that was they fine. would you know say fifty three or something, and yeah. so on this big marker board he would write down the number fifty three and then before like you know in front of their eyes he would turn this 53 into a dog or a <laughs> right. bird or a you know whatever it yeah. was yeah um and the look on their faces the look on my face because i can't turn a 53 into anything <laughs> other than a 53 um so like the look on their face was like oh my god this this guy just turned 53 like i gave him the number 53 and now yeah. i'm looking at a dog yeah
1: yeah I at some school I actually turned a number into their principal, who was wearing a tutu and like riding a unicycle. Yeah, yeah. And, which is yeah. entertaining
0: for children. right. Of course, you know. they're like, "Oh my gosh, you turned my principal into yeah. a weirdo!" Yeah, yeah. So that
1: was really fun. Yeah. Um, so
0: that was cool. Like that was a fun little, fun little rock. Star oh my gosh! For you. Yeah,
1: we sold a ton of books. Oh, it's um, fun. I made books. some posters, and then that was weird when we actually got the one that there was over a hundred books that were pre-sold that they all wanted my autograph in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I had to we sit sat there at the
0: kitchen table and I would hand him a book and say, this one is for Timothy. Yeah. This one is for Adrian. Right. This one. And he would literally like, Oh, Adrian, thanks. Yeah. Like write their name yeah. and I sign have, it.
1: Like, it's one of those things where you grow up and you think, how do people do this as like you know, celebrities or whatever? And, by no means am I one of those. Oh but, but you
0: but, are. but that's the thing is when you're <laughs> to signing those kids, you are. to those
1: kids, you become this like celebrity. Exactly. Um and that's what I was talking to one of the teachers and she was like, Oh yeah, uh one an artist who does these other very popular books came in a month ago mm-hmm. and he was kind of a dick. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, and she was like, Yeah. I've she said, Those kids were just enamored with you. You read the book. You made them mm-hmm. laugh. You made them excited about art. And she was like, it was just what you did with those kids. I think it like changed their perception yeah. of things. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I was just being myself. But at the same but time. But you
0: are, you're naturally a very funny person. And you're naturally very wow, car- that's charismatic. Very true. Yeah. And children love you. Like, I don't know what it is. I think it's because you are a child. I'm a big um, <laughs> child. Like, you are a child. I am a child. And, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were dating and I took you to, like, my family Christmas and all my little cousins are oh, like, yeah. I want to ride on Alex's yes, shoulders. I'm and you know, jokes like, about... I'm like, hello, where's my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's off playing with all the with the kids, yeah. Um, It just comes naturally to you. So I I feel like you didn't talk down to them and you didn't. You didn't act like you were better than them. You just kind of, like, showed them. Yeah. And they all thought, like, wow, this is so cool. I could do that, too. Right. You know? And that's I why could do that. And
1: that's the thing is you got to think about it. You're always going to need illustrators. And that's one of the things we talked about was illustrators can be anything from doing t-shirt graphics. They could do books. They could do posters. They can... Yeah. I mean, you know, you can go to school in art and draw in any kind of thing you want. I mean... Exactly. Every... Every profession needs someone who's creative. Mm -hmm. Every profession needs someone who can sketch, whether it's sketching to create something later or whether it's sketching to create a storyboard Mm -hmm. or, I mean, on a daily basis, I sketch ideas and concepts for the website for this retailer. And, like, just being able to draw with a pencil or pen on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and show someone an idea and a concept and then saying, I'm going to bring this to life, like, whether you can draw or not, being able to get I an cannot no. <laughs> but being able to get an idea out of your head yeah. and put it on paper yeah. and show it to someone like that's huge.
0: Yeah, and absolutely.
1: so you don't have to be able to draw to be able to draw.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and we
1: we did some things at our old church. We did some drawing classes and stuff like that. And you can really tell real quick who can draw mm-hmm. and who just likes to draw. Yeah, like who has actual talent. Like I've told I've told Amy for years I would be a terrible, terrible teacher because I can sit down and draw something hmm It's you hard can't tell someone It's hard for me to, to tell someone how to draw because there is definitely an innate ability to just do it just yeah. to draw just to be able to draw something
0: no i' I mean, I've definitely witnessed that myself because <laughs> I can't draw at all. And there's no way, like, you will literally look at myself and be like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm like, yeah. I don't know, it's a stick figure of a guy riding a horse. And you're like, no, right. that's not at all what that is. Um. Okay.
1: But my parents, my parents noticed it early on. Yeah. And that's what was really strange to me is.
0: But I feel like it was partially involved in with your ADHD. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, your mom will tell the story all the time. Oh, yeah. About how in second grade, you couldn't possibly, third grade. Third grade. Third grade. grade, Second grade. Third third grade. grade. Yeah. You couldn't possibly, you know, sit in class because you were so advanced and so bored that you did a mural in the school and had to create this entire mural at school.
1: Yeah. We definitely found out early on that I could draw. Um... We were doing a whole section, like a whole lesson around medieval. And so it was all like medieval culture and medieval times and everything else. And apparently my teacher could tell that I was so bored in class that she actually said, why don't you create this mural? Of like medieval, like a medieval town or something yeah. like that. And so while they were doing like the lessons and stuff like that, I was just back there drawing yeah. on a piece of paper that was probably three feet tall by about six to eight feet wide. Yeah. And my mom, oh my gosh, to this day she talks about like Andrew I will tell and, you,
0: like in his mom's description, uh, this is like the Sistine Chapel. Like it this was terrible. Is, it was this terrible. Is this giant thing that was this, you know, three month long process, and yeah. it was. You know the the media was there and it's, oh yeah the you know, news was the there the ribbon yeah, cutting else. and yeah. it
1: I mean it, it was not
0: but that is no. that is the story that I am right.
1: told she yeah she treats it like it was like the best thing ever yeah. which I mean at the I time mean, she's a mom and that's the thing is you think about all the other kids at Converse Elementary yeah. in Podunk Indiana of all the kids who could draw. Um, that it was me. I was the drawer. Like, every class has a kid, a class clown, what have you. I was the kid that could draw. So, they always really were about that and kind of, like, helped make that something that I, that they um, encouraged. Uh-huh. They always encouraged me to draw. Um, the other thing that really helped, and this is something that my mom brought up literally recently, was... In Indiana, there's not, like, a ton of, like, illustration stuff. You don't think of that. You think of farming and whatever. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Lots of corn. Lots of corn. Lots of beans. So,
1: it turns out Mm -hmm. that one of the guys that I actually went to church with at our small little church in Converse, Indiana, he was actually the illustrator for Garfield. Okay. So, Paws, Inc., which was the Garfield company, Mm -hmm. was out of, I believe... Anderson, Indiana, or someplace okay. yeah. close to there. Um, Jim Davis mm-hmm. was headquartered in Indiana, and, um, Eric Reeves went to our church, and so he had drawing class and everything else, yeah. and this guy could just draw Garfield like like there's no tomorrow. Um, turns so out... So learned from, like, a pro. Yeah, like, he showed us how to draw Snoopy, Garfield, yeah. like, all these kind of cartoon characters, how to turn, how to do it in the most minimal lines ever to mm-hmm. get, like, a Garfield. Um... And he was kind of an inspiration for us and for me. And it was really cool, because I knew this guy. So it turns out that Jim Davis actually came up with the concepts for the comic strips. Uh-huh. But then he would hand it off to his illustrators. And so Eric was actually one of the illustrators who drew Garfield. And he actually draws high and lowest now, which is really kind of cool. But um, So I was always encouraged to draw. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to middle school and high school, you realized that you're not the best artist anymore.
0: Yeah, that happens.
1: You're one of... <laughs> but you're still one of, like, five.
0: Well, yeah. Most but, people can't draw. And most people yeah. definitely can't draw like you do. I mean, I can draw, but You can draw? No. no yeah. I can stick figure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. i got ten okay. questions. Okay. Ten questions to ask. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Can you handle it? Yeah. Okay. And these are not about art or illustration or anything oh, okay. of that sort. Just... General Alex Michael Clark.
1: Okay, just questions. me. Questions. Just me. Okay.
0: Yeah. Biggest pet peeve. Incompetence. Incompetence. I really thought you would say my wife's messes.
1: No, no. Because I get no. yelled at them for all no. the time. My wife, my wife is a messy person. I'm not gonna lie. Um, um, if there's a Christmas present she could get me, it would be a cleaning person to come once a month. Um,
0: but will that cleaning person put away my clothes? No. Because that is the majority of my issue. It's not necessarily clean. I know. It is more putting away my clothes, yeah. cleaning off my nightstand.
1: Right. Your cleaning desk. off
0: my desk, yeah. cleaning off my a counter in the she bathroom. She is
1: very okay with crap everywhere.
0: I am kind of slobby.
1: You are. You are. It's very well aware and yeah. very documented. I thought that
0: would be your answer, but no, incompetence. Yeah. People who don't
1: think before they speak, mm-hmm. which I do the same thing, but I work with a lot of wonderful, amazing people on a daily basis, and sometimes I just don't think that people really put a lot of thought and effort before I mean, they just
0: act. I gotta say, I so, think most people don't think and, before they act. And with incompetence, it's
1: everything. Yeah, it's everything from <laughs> politics to drivers to yeah. media. Like, it's everything. I just feel like there's... We if as, everybody would stop and think. Right,
0: the world right. would be a better place. We as
1: humans are smart people, mm-hmm. but we as like,
0: but we as humanity, humans are also very quick to react, right? And not,
1: and think we people. would rather hear ourselves mm-hmm. talk and rather have Hence our voice, podcast. right? We'd rather have our voices heard than to actually work mm-hmm. with others and think about it and come to a like a consensus or a solution. Yeah, yeah totally. It drives me absolutely crazy. Agreed. Communication. That's why okay. I say on a daily basis. Communication is key. Totally fair. Okay. Sorry.
0: Okay. Who would play you in a movie?
1: Um, I have I, my own choices. I used to say Brad Pitt, but yeah. it's, it's... I know. I know. I know. Okay. Sorry. It's become a toss-up between Chris Pratt mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds.
0: Those are my two choices, too. <laughs> I know they are. It's almost like I know you. Uh-huh. No, but really. Like, for real. For real. Um... Ryan Reynolds is much skinnier than you, like, overall. No, but, no, listen. Stop. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds has always been, like, a skinnier person. Like, in general, he's a skinny person. He's a skinny person. Like, he will bulk up for, like... For roles, but he's... Yeah, but in general, he's he's naturally skinny. Yeah. Whereas Chris Pratt is never... He's never been naturally skinny.
1: I would say if there's a perfect person who would play me in life, it would be Chris Pratt, but during...
0: You're not going to say Derek Parks, Parks and, Rec. and Rec. No,
1: when he was Andy Dwyer, no. I I'm like, yep. Okay. That's it right Towards there. Towards the end, <laughs> When, when he was like team. losing
0: weight because he had to get fit for his roles. Yeah. Then yes, okay. I'll give you that. All right. But like not but, no, but not Chris in Pratt his, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt. I would give you Chris Pratt like 100%. <laughs> okay. Like I can still not come up with an answer for myself, but uh-huh. Chris like there's no ch- no question. It's Chris Pratt for you. Okay. Um, first thing you do in the morning
1: I physically pick up my 16 year old dog (laughs) out of bed yes I take him downstairs Mm
0: -hmm. I let all of the dogs because he can't jump off the bed like the other dogs he's so old he's very old and he's he's very little he used to be able to jump off the bed but in all fairness our bed does come up to like mid-thigh my, my wife, and he's like three inches tall.
1: Yes. My wife always makes fun of me because I'm very regimented. I really like a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally every day get up. I let the dogs out. Mm-hmm. I go and I give them water. I give them food. I make the coffee. Then I go upstairs. I wake up the son who's still in mm-hmm. school. Like I do the exact same Meanwhile, thing. Meanwhile, what am I doing? You are either asleep <laughs> Or you are scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook feeds. Did
0: I did I mention that I have a wonderful husband and an amazing father at the beginning of this podcast? (laughs) No, you. I don't know. I did did. actually. If we rewound, you would hear it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: I have an amazing husband and an amazing father. Um, Well, you you do do have have an amazing father. father. (laughs) He's pretty
1: great. Yeah. No, he's good. He's good too.
0: Um, no, but yes, he legit does get up and do all this. He makes the kid his lunch for yep. school. He takes yep. the dogs out, feeds the dogs, gets the kid ready for yeah. school. I mean, the kid gets himself ready for school, but Barely. you know, make sure he has his coat on and his glasses, glasses sometimes. sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and yeah. gets him out the door yes. and he lets me sleep on most days. Yeah. So, I will give you that. Um okay, your perfect kiss in three words.
1: My wife Amy
0: <laughs> okay thank you i appreciate it uh that's all i got i'm just an amazing kisser
1: yeah you're pretty great
0: all right um okay. your guilty pleasure and no it cannot be my wife amy
1: she would be your guilty my pleasure ple- no your guilty my pleasure. pleasure my guilty pleasure
0: oh i know you really want to say the bachelor but he uh,
1: yeah, won't. it's Alaska. <laughs> no, you it's Alaska.
0: He doesn't. It's he al- watches Alaska. <laughs>
1: it's Alaska. Oh
0: my gosh, Alaska. So what is the show actually called?
1: Okay. Uh Life Below Zero.
0: Life Below Zero. Go look it up on Netflix. It's on Netflix, Netflix. right? I swear to you, every time <laughs> I am not right by his side, he is watching this show. Like, if he gets up in the morning and okay. then it's on a Saturday hold on. No. If it's Saturday, on a Saturday or Sunday. All right. He will be watching. I will come downstairs whenever I emerge, and he's watching Alaska. If I am at work and I'm working late, and I come home, he's watching Alaska. If it's in the middle of the day and I'm if I'm doing podcast, and he have he's watching Alaska.
1: I am. He wants so, to live in Alaska. Here's I the think. thing about this show called Life Below Life Below Zero. It is about a bunch of people, families, couples, oh. single people, whatever, who legitimate reality show. It's a reality show. They live up ab- they live bu- above the Arctic Circle. Yes. So, these people live a life so far removed from mine that it's very interesting.
0: When was the last time you killed your own food? Never. <laughs> I've never
1: <laughs> killed
0: my food. When was the last food? time you had to cut through eight inches of ice to find a fish? Never. Exactly. When was the
1: last time I tried to make a fire?
0: <laughs> um, Halloween, and you failed I failed
1: miserably, miserably at making a bonfire.
0: Like, how long were you out there? for? Like, oh, five half hour. hour at
1: I, least. People were like... This is Alex's and Amy's Halloween Like, where's party? Alex? Where's
0: Alex? Oh, He's yeah. out, He's trying, out, to out trying to make a fire. No, and that's
1: that's what's so interesting to me is these people live in a world where...
0: And, like, we can't train our dogs to not take a shit in the house, but yet these right. dogs are able to, like, yeah. build like, buildings for them. I know.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. And so, to me, that's my guilty pleasure because I found it and I'm uh-huh. like, this is so far removed, but yet this is in our life. Yeah. Like, this is out there and people live this life. And I can't even fathom it.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Like, yeah. If you say like, go I mean, to closure, that's how I feel about Bachelor. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they have gorgeous dresses, yeah, and they, they have roses, like twenty-five yeah. men and they hook dying. Up. Yeah. No, they have like twenty-five men like dying to date them. Like that's that's they don't, a world they don't dying to date them. That's a want, world removed from they just my want world. Fifteen minutes of fame. This is I mean, true. Come on. Really? I will give you that. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. So his life below zero show is about over. He's about done with it. No, so.
1: Kyan said he found it the other day, somewhere, and was like, "It's still going."
0: Oh, so they're still filming. Oh, there's
1: still more. But if there's some other show
0: out there that's similar to this,
1: mm-hmm. drop a, Yeah, yeah please, drop us please, a line. So please let it, me know. He's
0: almost done with the current av- offerings on Netflix. That's so like five good. seasons. So good. Um. Okay, movie you've seen 10, I'm going to say 10,000 times. You
1: could say 10,000 times and I could come up with one.
0: <laughs> movie you've seen 10 times. 10 times? Least. That's a long list. More than list. 10 times. That's okay, just list. pick one you've seen the most.
1: Star Wars. Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Batman.
0: Those were all like multiple movies. Back in to the Future. One. Again, a multiple movie in Die one. Die Hard. Again, multiple movies. You like sequels. You like yeah. series films.
1: Lord of the Rings. Again, because you just keep going, you're like, there's so much more story to see. Tell. I'm
0: like, no, I'm good. Like one was good. I'm but, like a one-shot no, pony. No, I want,
1: I want more. I want so
0: much more. Hmm. Yeah. I can also say the majority of those movies you just named, I, I have seen. Yeah. Some of them, and only because you forced me to see them. Indiana Jones, I've seen. Back to the I was going to say, come on. I grew future. up watching those two. Those two, I will admit, I've seen on my own. Well, I grew up doing. with.
1: I grew up with sci-fi nerds mm-hmm. my dad proposed to my mom during mission impossible mission i did not impossible. know this. yeah no that was his we've
0: been together for you knew 19 this. Years. i've never no, heard this
1: story my dad proposed to my mom during an episode of mission impossible i
0: knew you've always said that your parents loved mission impossible i've yeah. never heard the story i'm not lying he that's that's his
1: to that him is impressive that's like, his romantic thing i
0: need to, t- I, need to <laughs> okay. talk, I need to talk to larry about this okay
1: you will mid-january
0: i i'm gonna talk
1: to okay him. He proposed to my mom during Mission Impossible. And That's they were, funny. he was a Star Trek guy. And then Star Wars came out and he was like, oh my gosh, this is so really? good. Like, the first movie I remember ever seen in the theater mm-hmm. was Return of the Jedi.
0: Wow. Mine was Bambi.
1: See? So, <laughs> um, you could even say James Bond. And I would say, oh, why did my father let me watch James Bond as a child? But I am because, really
0: confused by that. No. Because your parents... Your parents are very Conservative conservative. Super and conservative. I feel like they were very strict parents. And but, yet you grew up watching James Bond caveats. and Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's and, like, oh wait. Oh, you, James Bond is a womanizer and yes. sleeps with everything in a bikini. A sexual predator
1: <laughs> and yet shoots and kills everyone. And but yet
0: here, that's acceptable.
1: Here, why don't you watch this? Yeah. Or Mel or um, Mel Brooks movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like
1: hi 10 year old why don't you watch this supremely pseudo racist movie called Blazing do Saddles do you think
0: that your parents didn't understand it
1: I don't think that they like did. do you think maybe they didn't sure.
0: get some of it
1: Yeah, they're like I don't get the jokes because like, like they grew uh, up they were
0: in like rural Indiana right so
1: like that's a sex joke maybe
0: the reason that these these things are so bad to us like we're like oh my maybe. god oh how would they let you do that yeah, like right? they had no clue they had no idea just because that wasn't on their radar.
1: I don't know. It's we had this conversation the other day about things that your parents let you watch at a young age mm-hmm. that they should have never let
0: you oh, watch. Oh yeah. That's a list we could go on for, for That's hours.
1: That's true. Yeah, I've seen some movies with your parents and been like
0: I've seen so many. I'm so uncomfortable. I, I watched movies when I was little that yeah. I watch now with my kids and I'm like why did my parents ever let me watch Right? Movies? Yeah. Um moving on cuz we're running out of time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. It's okay. Um what time do you go to bed? <laughs>
1: Uh I like to be in bed somewhere before eleven thirty. Okay. That's my goal. Okay. i always be in bed before eleven thirty. If I could be in bed around eleven, that'd be great. Um but I fall asleep instantaneously. Yes, you do. Um I will try in and read, I will try and read a novel or a graphic novel and within thirty seconds I'm like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go to bed. And I can then, attest to this. I'm literally asleep with In less than a minute and a half.
0: Yes. And then he will wake up, Uh like, two minutes later, and he will yell at me for still being awake reading my book. I think it's two in the morning.
1: (laughs) Or on my phone, and he's like,
0: why are you still up? Why won't you go to sleep? I'm like, dude, it's been, like, 30 seconds since we last stopped talking. I
1: will fall asleep and have multiple dreams. Long. Long. (laughs) (laughs) very substantial dreams and then wake up and go and it's been can i be completely honest with
0: you though yes like sometimes it has been a while and i'm like (laughs) Mm, no
1: yeah there's been a couple times
0: where like i'm kind of ashamed by how long i've been awake reading (sighs) and i know you're not gonna look at the clock so you have no idea No, my
1: phone's in the room and i'm
0: like I've literally like you wake up and I'm like shit. It's two o'clock in the morning. I've been reading for two hours, like literally reading a book for two hours. And you roll over, so and like, you tell me something. No. And 11:45. I'm like, dude, it's been like ten minutes. Go back to sleep. And, and you like, roll over nah. and go back to sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God I didn't get yelled at because <laughs> I'm still awake.
1: Well, no, I know,
0: Now I know. This no, is but all, the majority of the time, this it is really like the is I know. The, well, I the hot tub. All the secrets are coming out. Miss the hot tub. No, but the majority of the time, it is really like thirty seconds. Oh, okay. But every once in a while. I'll be like, you're gonna milk oh, it, for all its yeah. Work. Like yeah. I, I'm just gonna tell him it's been a short time. Yeah, cause, he'll never know because I've been reading for two hours. And who lays in bed reading a novel for two hours? Me. You. Only if it's a good one. If it's not, I fall that's, asleep in two. That's minutes. why, I like,
1: novels that have short, short chapters because I'm ADD and I can get through like two or three chapters and then fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I feel good. For, and you
0: feel good for finishing three you're like, chapters. Oh my god, I got through three chapters. This is fantastic. Meanwhile, I read for two hours and yeah. read an entire book in one sitting. Right. Okay, what was the last thing you purchased?
1: Christmas presents.
0: Really? Yeah. Aww, for me? Well,
1: do you want the last thing I purchased today? Yeah,
0: like physically, the last thing you paid money for.
1: Dinner for my family.
0: Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. It was yummy too. Before that was coffee. See, then why'd you say Christmas presents? You've purchased several things since Christmas. I thought you meant like the last thing I purchased. No, like physically, the last time you handed over money to a human. Oh, it
1: was dinner for my family.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought and you like
1: like, purchase from Amazon. No. Oh. Because
0: that was Christmas present. I mean, we do purchase a lot from Amazon. I should get a sponsorship yeah. from Amazon because I swear hey, they're at our da- our yeah. house every single day delivering another present. We primed that. Yeah, we prime the shit out of that. <laughs> he just dropped his mic on the floor. Hold on while he breaks Hello. my mic. Hello. <laughs> You can't hold it. It's going to sound like shit. No, I'm going to start singing like Tom Jones. No, it doesn't work like that. I can see whoa,
1: it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can whoa. see
0: it registering. Hey, we are so close to being done. If you could just focus for like another <laughs> two minutes.
1: This is my ADD.
0: Yeah, he's been trapped in a room for too long. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Hello. Strangest thing you've eaten. Oh, that's a that's a good one i would probably have to go with are you ready for this you're gonna love this you ready i'm ready my mother's pickled cherries oh my
0: god (laughs) makes me gag. i literally my mouth is watering with like gag (laughs) reflex right now I'm not oh. kidding from him saying that. Right? So, I know you love that. Oh, Woo! so bad. The things I could list that his mm-hmm. mother has forced me to eat: pickled, wilted lettuce, wilted lettuce, watermelon rind,
1: pickled watermelon rind,
0: cherry. Oh my god, the list goes on and on. Yep, pickled so cherries. I. We really have to finish, but I'm going we to don't. tell this little story because we, don't, no. we really do. But so it was the first time I was visiting his house. Yeah. I had met in his college. parents once yeah. before, but it was the first time I was visiting his house, uh-huh. and it was for Christmas. And we get there, and his brother is there. My and, brother's there. Like, yeah. I don't. I never met him, but Amy. his brother was there, and they were all we were all hanging out in the kitchen. And his brother all of a sudden brings out this jar, and he's like, "Amy, you've got to try these." Now his brother's so five good. years older than him, so three and a half. But okay, well, three five, whatever. My my sister's five years younger than me. Never mind, okay. three and a half. So if we were what 19 he would have been 20
1: 23. 20 23 24
0: yeah uh, that makes sense once i put it into perspective yeah you're like oh he, is, he was a sense. dick
1: right yeah yeah
0: thanks neil yeah so he's like you've got to try these cherries do you like cherries i'm like yeah who does love cherries,
1: doesn't love cherries? Doesn't they're great cherries? yeah and he's
0: like you got to try this cherry so i'm standing in their kitchen he hands me this cherry out of this jar of cherries and i'm thinking it's like a maraschino cherry. Right. Like, I love them. Like, my mom made maraschino yeah, like cherries. homemade ch- we, we, cherries. We grew up Sugar. with cherry trees. Like, hook me up. Right. So, he hands me this cherry. I put it in my mouth. And immediately, I taste the most god-awful stomach acid. Vinegar. Vinegar. Nasty ass taste. Brine. I've in my Brine. life.
1: Brine.
0: The most disgusting thing. Again, my mouth is filling uh-huh. up with saliva. Like, I want to puke right now. I literally like put it in my mouth. I chomped one down, like one bite, and was like gagging. And huh? his brother brought yeah. the trash can over. I spit it out into the trash can. And he's like, ha ha ha. ha. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't say that because his yeah. parents would have kicked what me. What the hell was I'm that? I'm like, you? what the hell did you just make me eat? Right. And he was like, it's a pickled cherry. I'm like, I'm sorry. So yeah. it turns out that because they grew up like in the country in the depression, they learned to pickle they everything. Pickled everything. And they he then brings out a, a jar of like pickled watermelon rinds. Pickled and they're watermelon like, try rind. this. I'm like, I'm sorry. That is trash. That is trash that you've put into vinegar right. in a jar yes. and left in your cellar yes. underground yes. for who knows how long? And five now you're trying tops. to yeah. feed it to me. Yes. It is trash. Like, that yep. is what raccoons eat.
1: Yep. My mom pickled canned and pickled everything.
0: And Wilted lettuce.
1: You didn't let things go to waste.
0: I don't care. It was Why disgusting. would you just
1: eat the watermelon when the rind is right there? It's the garbage. Let's pickle <laughs> it and eat it in five years. So. Once it's cured so wrong. to perfection.
0: The things that people do <laughs> in Indiana like blow my. Mind. It was so
1: gross, and so I gross. grew up with those things, and they're always terrible. But yet, you kind of had a weird affinity for them. Oh. And then I wanted to kind of hear that story again because mm-hmm. it's really good, and hear my wife gag. Yeah, it's great.
0: I haven't told that story in a really long time because it literally makes me gag every time. I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Most used app on your phone.
1: Uh, you're gonna make fun of me. I am. But it would be Instagram
0: really are you like just watching my stories because you never post on instagram are you too okay post every once in a while
1: i post artwork and things like that but if that's your most used
0: app then you're clearly just watching me
1: um would you like to know the actual answer yeah
0: who are you really watching
1: work emails yeah that's my most used app i'm like really Instagram. work yeah
0: emails yeah yeah that's not surprising yeah If he doesn't check his phone for like four hours, like by the time we, even by the time we finish this, it's a Friday night. I wouldn't be surprised if he has several work emails by the time (laughs) we finish this hour long podcast. Probably.
1: But which is sad because that means that there's other people out there who are actually creating and sending emails. Exactly. On a Friday night. It's a
0: Friday night at like 20 till 10. People are really
1: passionate about where I work.
0: Like I'm already like four glasses of wine in. Like people need to pack it up. Pack it up.
1: Pack it in. Let me begin. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry we're gonna stop right there. <laughs> oh, we're gonna cut that before off. we start
0: rapping. Well, yeah, there's nothing um, wrong with that. Um okay What else you got? This that was it. That was like this is it. This is the end.
1: Well, we didn't talk about the next one.
0: The next one.
1: The next book. The next book. Yeah.
0: What next book? The next children's book. Speak? What what next children's book? The
1: Kickstarter we're gonna launch soon. Someday. Well then
0: let's talk about that when we actually launch the kickstarter
1: Oh okay. We'll talk about that later. It's a really cool children's book.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about it next time. All right.
1: Once, once it's actually live.
0: Well, yeah, it's silly to talk about something that's well, not Well, you know what? That, you know what? It's still on the pages of a sketchbook.
1: You... No, it's done. Oh. The book's in the can. I just need to get it to the printer and launch the goddamn Kickstarter. I have no idea what he's talking
0: about. She doesn't know what I'm talking about. No clue. It's all designed and ready to go. I don't know what he's talking about. All absolutely right. no clue what he's talking about. He's looking at me like I should know, and I really do
1: She don't. really should.
0: What else would you Anyways. Talk about? No, we're good.
1: I don't want to talk about anything more. I will say, though, mm-hmm. that Enrica posted the other day on Facebook that uh, the next Red Stylo anthology, mm-hmm. it's coming. 2018.
0: 2018. We should they look do, out for it.
1: They do one a year. so.
0: Okay. And, if and you, do we know what it's going to be called or about or anything?
1: She posted a picture mm-hmm. with a top hat. I saw and that. And a thank you.
0: I'm asking like I don't know, but I did see it. It's, I don't know. I don't know either. It was a I don't know hat with like a mustache or something.
1: Yeah, and a, like a test tube. Yes. Of like poison looking stuff. Yes. Right? i intrigued. I know.
0: It worked. It did its job. I know. I'm like,
1: what is this about?
0: I'm not even involved in I wanna, this, but I want to know. I want
1: to drowse it.
0: I kind of want to write one. Can I get in involved? Yeah. In the writing You have process.
1: to sell a pitch to them.
0: Oh. Hmm. That seems... It involves really work.
1: A of work. Work.
0: I'd rather just talk behind a microphone. That's okay. Okay. All right. Um, so where can everyone find you?
1: Um. You can find me at alexmclarkart.com. I'm working on my new website. Okay. Um, you can find me at alexmclark78 on Instagram.
0: Okay. On the Insta.
1: On the Insta. If you looked up Alex M. See, here's the thing. There's apparently a lot of Alex Clarks in the world.
0: There's one who's a porn star. I assure you it's not the one we're talking to right now.
1: I actually found another illustrator from Australia named Alex Clark. So I had to put the M Mm -hmm. for Michael. So there's a lot of Alex Clarks. Um, Alex M. Clark, if you looked up on Facebook, you'd find me too. Um, Alex mm-hmm. M. Clark, I think, designs or something like that. Um, and if you are interested in buying the books, I have a Store Envy
0: page. Yes. Yes. What is yes. that
1: one? So yeah. it's legitimately alexmclark.storeenvy.com. And I have comics, I have children's books, I have original artwork from the comics
0: you can buy. You could get artwork on like a t shirt. Yeah. On a bag.
1: No, 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 no. That's Society6.
0: But I thought you had that on there, too. No. No? Never mind. Don't listen to me.
1: If you go to society com, which is another yeah, really cool website, it's really cool. You can actually get my artwork on iPhone cases and T-shirts and canvas bags and things like that. That's so. what I was
0: thinking. My bad.
1: So you can go to society com and type in Alex M. Clark and you'll find me as well. So, so I go, basically
0: you're Alex M. Clark just about everywhere.
1: You look up Alex M. Clark, you're going to find me. Okay. Like, literally, you could Google me and Alex M. Clark, and you'll find me. Pictures right. of me,
0: artwork. That's scary. What kind of pictures are we going to find of you? My ass. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> On Google? <laughs> On yep. Google. Do it right now. Go. I am not about to do that.
1: Yes, you could. I am. No.
0: <laughs> listeners,
1: Google Google <laughs> my ass. Do not do that. Google
0: That's my weird. ass. That's weird. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today and listening to us Babylon, on um, with special guest Alex M. Clark what here up? in the studio. Check him out on all your social media on Alex M. Clark, basically everything.
1: Dot your mom. Mm-hmm, dot your mom. Yep.
0: Um, as always, you can find me on Amy K. Clark on the Insta, underscore Amy K. Clark on the Twitter and on the Facebook. You can find me there too. Yep. That is K K A Y, not just the letter. We're fancy over here. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next time when I talk to who knows who I'm going to have in the studio. Unscripted. It is unscripted, unscripted, but it'll be someone entertaining for sure. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Talk to you later. Bye.